Hello, this is Paul Derringer. This is Alton Derringer. This is Laura Derringer. And this is Dave Derringer, the original and still the best Derringer. (laughs) The OG back in the house. You are listening to Derringer Discoveries. Where we take you, the listener, on a journey. A musical journey. Before we begin today's episode, we should address the elephant in the room. And what might that be? Or who? Wait a minute. Are you implying that I'm the elephant in the room? (laughs) Dave's the elephant in the room, but we're glad you're back. Today's episode is Will Credence Reunite? Listeners, when we say Credence, we're of course referring to Credence Clearwater Revival. Also known as CCR, the band that during its brief four-year existence from 1968 to 1972 left an indelible mark on the rock and roll music world. Listeners, in this episode, we will discuss one band that had the same four-member lineup, but they changed their band name not once, but twice. In 1959, that began as the Blue Velvets. Have you ever been lonely? In 1963, the owners of Fantasy Records, their recording label, changed the band's name to the Gollywogs. Oh, that was a bad idea. What is a Gollywog, anyway? Late last night, I went for a walk. Then in 1968, after they changed their name a second time, they reached superstardom status as Credence Clearwater Revival. You may hear us refer to the band as Credence Clearwater Revival, CCR, or Credence. It's all interchangeable. And listeners, if none of these names mean anything to you, stick with us anyway. Discoveries listener feedback. Hey, Paul, do we have any listener feedback? Alton, yes, we do. We've heard from a lot of listeners from all over the world, including Laura. We've heard from Janice. We've also heard from a person named Ashley Lau. And believe it or not, we've heard from an Eddie, but not the Eddie who wrote before, and a Jeff, but not the same Jeff who wrote before. Man, there are Jeffs everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) We are hearing from a lot of people. They're even coming in through our streaming host, Podbean. But I just want to give a shout out to everyone who's listening to us and everyone who takes the time to send us a message. And listeners, old and new, you can write to us at feedback at derringerdiscoveries.com. And also, if you visit our website, you can check out all our back episodes of Derringer Discoveries. You can also check out our Turnip Music Radio Top 25 and find out some fascinating bio information such as the OG Dave Derringer at www.derringerdiscoveries.com. Today... We have five items on the agenda. First, as a welcome back to our very own elephant in the room, we we will turn the microphone over to brother Dave Derringer to count down his top seven songs by Credence Clearwater Revival. Second, after Dave counts down his top seven, we will reveal Credence's number one Spotify streaming song, which is quickly approaching one billion, with a B, one billion streams. Third, for our $25,000 question... We will each weigh in on whether or not Credence jumped the shark. 
Fourth, did they cross the Rubicon? Crossing the Rubicon is reaching the point of no return. And fifth and last, we will weigh in on the other $25,000 question. After 50 years apart, do we believe that Credence will ever reunite? Team Derringer, let's dive in. Oh, hang on, hang on. Wait just a second. Don't forget, for today's post-episode bonus, we will feature a band from the UK by the name of The Carousels. There's nothing in my arms but an empty space. That's right, Alton. Neil Richards, bass player for The Carousels, recently gave Derringer Discoveries an exclusive interview. Another one of those exclusive interviews. Should I say it? Nothing that I've lost that I can't replay. Sure, why not, Laura? Go for it. You know, exclusive interviews are so much better than run-of-the-mill interviews. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Hello, my name's Neil Richards. I am the bass player with a band called The Carousels. We're a little undiscovered miracle from the north of England. I'm scraping out the grit from an open We've been uh, discovered by uh, Derringer Discoveries. So Team Derringer, let's dive in. Listeners, this episode is essentially about four musicians, Tom Fogarty, John Fogarty, Stu Cook, and Doug Cosmo Clifford. In the late 1950s, while they were in high school in California and the U.S., of course, for those outside of the U.S., John Fogarty, a lead singer and lead guitarist, met Doug, a.k.a. Cosmo Clifford. Doug is a drummer. He also sings. Heard a lot of rhythm and blues. John and Doug recruited Stu Cook to play piano and primarily bass guitar. The final piece of the Credence puzzle came with the addition of John's older brother, Tommy Fogarty, a.k.a. Tom. Tom's role in Credence was rhythm guitar and some background vocals. Where do you all go from here? Now, here's a little bit of interesting aside for you. When they first started, Tommy was the leader, and they went by the name Tommy and the Blue Velvets. So that kind of told you his stature in the band. He sang lead vocals. Then, when they became the Gollywogs, they shared duties. But when they became Credence, Tom took a backseat to John. They were on Ed Sullivan, and on Ed Sullivan... Tommy, Tom Fogarty, does the talking. We're going to go back home to San Francisco. And there he is, Tom Fogarty talking to Ed Sullivan, but things are changing quickly. It's all going to become the John Fogarty Show very soon. I would have a safe trip back home. Thank you. Tonight, I know all of New York and Georgia (laughs) and all the country in Georgia. Thank you very going with our first task of the day. Derringer Discovery's first task, a countdown. Dave, what are your seven picks for Credence? Between 1968 and 1972, Credence released seven studio albums, a total of 65 songs, clocking in at less than four hours. That's right, their entire discography can be listened to in less than four hours. For my seven, I will pick one notable song from each of CCR's seven albums. And of course, to my little brother Paul's eternal consternation. (laughs) Alton, should we start keeping Dave and Paul in separate rooms. My seven songs will be revealed in chronological order. Dave, what is your pick number seven by Credence? 
for my number seven selection. I am choosing the final song on their first album and a remake of a Gollywog song, Walking on the Water. Late last night, I went for a walk. From their self-titled debut album, Credence Clearwater Revival. The album was released on May 28, 1968. Listeners, Walking on the Water was co-written by the two brothers, Tom Fogarty and John Fogarty, and it largely represents the end of Tom and John's songwriting partnership. After this, John Fogarty wrote alone and became the dominant songwriter of the band. a snippet of Walking on the Water by Credence, as we indicated a few minutes ago, an earlier, much shorter version of the same song was previously released two years earlier in 1966 by Tom, John, Stu, and Doug, while they were still known as the Golly Wogs. And how did Walking on the Water perform on the charts? Laura, Walking on the Water was the B-side to Credence's version of I Put a Spell on You. I Put a Spell on You. But Walking on the Water did not hit or, as Paul says, sniff the charts. It didn't even bubble under. Alton, in 1968, B-sides did not usually chart unless they got enough airplay. The A-side, I Put a Spell on You, only peaked at number 58. I Put a Spell on You. And the B-side, Walking on the Water, did not even make the Hot 100 or even the Bubbling Under. Dave, what is your pick number six by Credence? My pick number six from their second album, Bayou Country. And the name of the song is Born on the Bayou. All of the songs that we mention or discuss from this point forward in this episode, unless we indicate otherwise, the songs were written exclusively by John Fogarty. Alton, how did Born on the Bayou perform on the charts? Born on the Bayou was the B-side to Proud Mary. Proud Mary hit the top 20 in 15 different countries. That is huge! Proud Mary went to number 13 in Sweden, number 8 in the UK, number 5 in Australia, number 2 in the US, and number 1 in 3 countries, including South Africa. Listeners, even though in the U.S. Proud Mary peaked at number two on Billboard, a competing chart called Record World, which has long since folded, put Proud Mary at number one in the USA. Dave, what is your pick number five by Credence? Just about a year ago, I set out on the road. My number five pick by Credence is from their third album, Green River, and the name of the song is Lodi. That's a snippet of Lodi by Credence. Dave, there are a lot of towns in the U.S. called Lodi. Do you have any suggestions or thoughts as to which Lodi John Fogarty was referring to when he's saying, Oh Lord, stuck in Lodi again. Lodi 
Sky, California is only 76 miles away from CCR's hometown of El Cerrito, California. John Fogarty later said he never actually visited Lodi before he wrote the song. He simply picked the name Lodi because it was the coolest sounding name. did Lodi perform on the charts? Well, you and your trick questions. Lodi <laughs> also was a B-side. It was the B-side of Bad Moon Rising, a massive hit for Credence. I see bad, moon rising. bad Moon Rising hit the top 20 on the charts in a dozen different countries, including number three in Australia, number two in the U.S., and number one in five countries, including South Africa and the U.K. That is huge. However, unlike Born on the Bayou, in the U.S., Lodi actually sniffed the charts, peaking at number 52. I didn't ask you to pull me out of there. I got an airstrike inbound right now. They're going to name the whole area. I got a fight, Bubba! Okay, Dave, that brings us to number four. My number four selection by Credence is from their fourth album, Willie and the Poor Boys. And the name of the song is Fortunate Son. That's a snippet of Fortunate Son. Listeners, Fortunate Son was featured in the movie Forrest Gump. Yeah, Alton, Fortunate Son really carries the Vietnam scene in Forrest Gump. Has everyone seen that movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, about a hundred times. Then how did Fortunate Son perform on the charts? Well, listeners, apparently Dave Derringer is taking us all on a journey, a musical journey <laughs> comprised of B-sides. Fortunate Son was the B-side to Down on the Corner. Down on the Corner. And together, they hit number three on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 as a two-sided hit single. Out in the street, playing the Yes, listeners, my Derringer colleagues are on to me and my shenanigans. Since Paul is always accusing me of being Mr. Hit Single, I decided to go with B-sides for six of my seven selections. Friday, August 15th, you'll hear stars such as Joan Baez. Saturday, August 16th, Credence Clearwater Revival, Grateful Dead, Janice Joplin, Jefferson Airplane, and The Who. Sunday, August 17th, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, Santana, Jimi Hendrix. Dave, that brings us to your pick number three by Credence. My number three pick is from their fifth album, my all-time favorite CCR album, Cosmos Factory. The song is Who'll Stop the Rain. That's a snippet of Who'll Stop the Rain. All right, everybody, just sit down, wrap yourself up. We're going to have to ride it out. Hold on to your neighbor, man. Team Derringer, I love how the song name drops our Commonwealth of Virginia. I went down Virginia, seeking shelter among the storm. 
Dave, is it true that Who'll Stop the Rain is largely about the 1969 Woodstock concert held in Bethel, New York? Tickets for the Woodstock Music and Arts Fair are $7, $14, and $18 for one, two, or three days. August 15th, 16th, and 17th in Bethel, New York. Heard the singers playing Now it's years We ain't get off those towers We don't need a game to win Crowd and rush together Trying Yes, Paul. In 2007, during a concert in Vermont, John Fogarty said, and I quote, A lot of folks seem to think I sang this song at Woodstock way back then. No, I was at Woodstock 1969. Then I went home and wrote this song. Still the rain kept pouring, falling on my ears. And I wonder, still I wonder, who'll stop the rain? Alton, how did Who'll Stop the Rain perform on the charts? Who'll Stop the Rain was a double-sided hit single with Traveling Band. Traveling Band hit the top 10 in, get this, 10 countries. It included number 8 in the UK and number 2 in the US. Who'll Stop the Rain hit number 1 in Belgium, Denmark, and the Netherlands, and it peaked at number 2 in the US on Billboard. My number two top song by Credence is from their sixth album, Pendulum. The song is Hey Tonight. That's a snippet of Hey Tonight by Credence Clearwater Revival. Hey Alton, how did Hey Tonight perform on the charts? I see I was assigned chart duty for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Laura had it one of the other times. That's right. (laughs) Hey Tonight was another double A-side single. It was paired with Have You Ever Seen the Rain? These two songs jointly peaked at number eight in the U.S. The single went all the way to number two in Norway and New Zealand and was a number three hit in Austria and the Netherlands. Listeners, it all comes down to this. Please keep in mind that I am not saying that this is CCR's best song. Their best song is probably Green River. Or, long as I can see the light. Long as I can see the light. But this is my pick in my quest of my musical journey to cover Credence's seven studio albums by picking one song from each album. Are you ready? I'm ready. Alton, are you ready? I think I'm ready. Listeners, are you ready? I was born ready. I was ready before I was born. Dave, what is your pick number one by Credence Clearwater Revival? My number one selection is from CCR's seventh and final album, Mardi Gras, which was released in 1972. And the name of the song at number one, can I get a drum roll? Is that possible? Paul, can you look in your bag of tricks and get me a drum roll? The name of the song, Someday Never Comes. That's a snippet of Someday Never Comes. 
Dave, you're going to have to tell our listeners what's so special about Someday Never Comes. The reason why Someday Never Comes is so special to me is it was the final single released by CCR before they split up. And I feel it has a very important message that you should spend time with your loved ones and not just say someday because, as he says, someday never comes. And you can slow dance to it and it's got a good beat. How did Someday Never Comes perform on the charts? Well, let me check. Someday Never Comes peaked at number 25 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Dave, do you know, did this song do anything in any other countries? Yes. It went all the way to number two in Denmark and also charted in the top 30 in Australia, Canada, West Germany, and the Netherlands. However, much to the chagrin of our special guest artist, The Carousels, So it was never released as a single in the United Kingdom. Listeners, an important change for Credence's last album and final single is that Tom Fogarty quit the band before the album and single was released. Dave, what caused Tom to quit? Is it because older brothers are notoriously difficult to work with? <laughs> I, Laura, that's got to be it. I, that's the only thing I could think of is that the older <laughs> brothers are just impossible. Tom quit the group because his little brother, John, would not allow him to sing lead on even one song per Credence album. Let me switch down to the end here. Tom Fogarty. Tom, uh, how would you characterize this music? Characterize? Mm. Rock and roll music. Does it come as a contribution of all the members of the group? Oh, absolutely, always. When Tom Fogarty quit the band, he was not replaced. You're not going to add another member to your group. It's still going to remain as three. Right. So, you know, and he, he'd be an outsider, whoever he was, you know, because we've been together for a lot of years. He, he really wouldn't have a chance. We wouldn't give him a minute's peace. Yeah. Credence briefly became a three-piece band. John Fogarty on guitars and vocals, Stu Cook on bass and vocals, and Doug Cosmo Clifford on drums and vocals. Now keep in mind, Tom was the original lead singer of the Blue Velvets. In fact, the name of the group was Tommy Fogarty and the Blue Velvets. Have you heard, have you heard of a joyful resurrection? Tom would later record four solo albums for Fantasy Records. Way to bring your Discovery's second task. For our second task, I will reveal CCR's number one song on Spotify according to the listener streams. With upwards of 750 million streams, CCR's number one song on Spotify is Have You Ever Seen the Rain? And it was a huge hit, reaching the top 40 in 16 countries around the world. Derringer Discovery's third task. Listeners, our third task is to weigh in on the $25,000 question. 
did CCR jump the shark? I'm going to go around the table here, and I'll start with you, Laura. Did CCR jump the shark? No, absolutely not. Alton, did CCR jump the shark? Nope. While they were together, I thought they were fantastic. All right, I'll go third. I'm going to call on Dave since he's our special elephant in the room. He gets to go last. I agree with Laura and Alton. No, they broke up in 1972 before they could jump the shark. They may have been declining, but they were still hot. In fact, I would argue in 1972, they were one of the hottest bands in the world. Dave, this leads us to you, Mr. Elephant in the Room. Did CCR jump the shark? Paul? Laura, Alton, you know I love Credence. They're one of my top 10 all-time favorite groups. It hurts me to say this, but I do believe they jumped the shark. Oh, no. They had five great albums, culminating with my all-time favorite, Cosmos Factory. I think they kind of blew it when they didn't allow Tom Fogarty to maybe sing one song per album. Instead, for their seventh album, he let Stu and Doug each write and sing three songs. That only left four songs for John Fogarty on the Mardi Gras album, which, according to a lot of critics, is the worst album ever by a major group. I was one of the rabbit fans who went out and bought Mardi Gras and was very disappointed. And listening to it again recently, it is just not a very good album, except for two songs, Sweet Hitchhiker. And then, of course, my number one selection, Someday Never Comes. Dave, are you saying that the seventh album is when they jumped the shark? Does that mean that when Tom Fogarty quit the band and he's not on the seventh album? So you're saying the older brother is what made the band what they were, and without that older brother, they jumped the shark. Derringer Discovery's fourth task. Dave, you've answered the question. You think they jumped the shark, so you get to answer the follow-up question. The three of us did not think they jumped the shark, so we cannot answer the follow-up question. Dave, did CCR cross the Rubicon? Crossing the Rubicon is reaching the point of no return. Paul, I believe they crossed the Rubicon in 1993 when John Fogarty snubbed Stu Cook and Doug Clifford and did not allow them to perform with him at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Very proud and honored to accept this award from my father. I know he would have really liked to have been here tonight. I'm sure if he was here, he would like to thank the guys in the band, Stu and Doug and John, for all the time and music that they made together. And Dad, wherever you are, Trish, the kids, me, family, we all love you and we miss you. This one's for you, pal. They were so hurt that they left, and that was the end of Credence. Team Derringer, we're going to be getting some letters with Dave's position on this, so bring them on. Laura, presently, how big is CCR worldwide? CCR is one of the top 300 recording artists in the world. Well, are you saying one of the top 300 recording artists in the world? They haven't been together for 50 years? Top 300. Derringer Discovery's fifth and final task. Listeners, our fifth and final task is to answer 
one more question, and I think you might already get a sense for where this question's going to go. Here's the fifth task, and this is the end. Do we believe that Credence Clearwater Revival will ever, will ever reunite? I'm going to go around the table. Laura, I'll start with you. With everything we've heard today, I have to say no. I don't think they will ever reunite. Alton? Yeah, I don't think they ever will. They That bridge was burnt and that ship has sailed. Well, I'm going to go to me next so that Dave can finish it up, but I have to tell you, I disagree with Laura and Alton. I believe that as long as these three guys, Doug, Stu, and John, as long as they're alive, there is the hope, the glimmer of hope that the money will be so compelling that they will reunite for one last concert. There's Paul. Oh, that's what I like about you, Paul, your optimism. (laughs) Yeah, Paul's the eternal optimist. Dave, what do you think? I do not believe they will ever reunite because after years of John Fogarty saying it's never going to happen, now he's actually mellowing on it, saying, I don't know, if somebody initiates it, I might go with it. But Doug Clifford, speaking for himself and Stu Cook, said if it had happened 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, possible. But it's too late. Come on, the rising wind. They're going up around the bend. This is Paul. This is Alton. This is Laura. And this is Dave, back and better than ever. If you like what you hear, please click and follow Derringer Discoveries and tell others about us. Until next time, we thank you for listening to Derringer Discoveries. In your sister's room. Listeners, thanks for sticking around. Derringer Discoveries post-episode bonus. Today's post-episode bonus is a band from the United Kingdom. They go by the name The Carousels. Trip, drop, take and talk. The sounds I fear the most. If you Google The Carousels, unfortunately you may find some other bands with similar names, but these four guys have been The Carousels since 1994, and they are still going strong today. 94, shopping. They are on Spotify, and their songs are on today's playlist for this episode on Will Credence Reunite? Mechanical, Mechanical. Exclusive interview with Team Derringer. Derringer Discoveries recently interviewed their bass player, Neil Richards. The school we went to had this amazing music teacher called Mr. Chadwick, and strangely, today I went and visited him for the first time in 20-odd years and sat with him, and we sat on the piano and we sang a couple of songs together, and that's really where it began. He also sings and is known for making unique music videos to accompany the band's songs. In addition to Neil Richards, the other three members of the carousels are Julian Lancaster, on lyrics, lead vocals, guitars, and keyboards, Neil Tyus on guitars and keyboards, and Martin Abanyi on drums. best friend is Martin Abonyi, who was an amazing drummer. He did suggest about 30 years ago that I tried bass instead of drums. And so the two of us played bass and drums together with nothing else, with no dream of ever being in a band whatsoever. We just used to play things that sounded good that just had a bass line and a drum. To cut a long story short, I knew a friend of a friend of a friend, which meant I met up with the other two people who made four of us. Thanks to Neil Richards for talking with Derringer Discoveries and for keeping in contact contact with us since then. I am mechanical, that will be mechanical 
1994, we messed about for about a year playing stuff that sounded a little bit like Rolling Stones a little bit. From there on, the carousels just grew into, it was all about just throwing in whatever you can, I suppose. For the past five years or so, the members, all four, wear cardboard boxes on their heads with well-made drawings depicting their faces, ears, and hair. It definitely, in my view, it definitely sets them apart from the pack. Listeners, these are Derringer Discovery's four favorite songs by the carousels. Derringer Discovery's post-episode bonus pick number four. People Our fourth favorite song, or honorable mention, is called I Saw Lou Reed. That's a snippet of I Saw Lou Reed by The Carousel. The song was released in 2016. The song's called I Saw Lou Reed. I bet Martin and Neil don't know what I Saw Lou Reed means. But I once asked Julian, and all it is, is on the day in question that this song's about, he actually saw a bloke. That's a man, for those of you over in the US. He saw a man on a bridge that looked a bit like Lou Reed. And that's it. Four of us really work in such a way that nothing ever works unless it's all four of us. The beauty of it is songs that all four of us have done something on, we can tell we've, they've been carouseled as we often refer to it. Laughing at them again, laughing again, just laughing. Between us, there's never been a single ill-spoken word, so yeah, we've, we've got 28 years. Bonus pick number three. Our third favorite song by the Carousels is also from 2016. It's called Let Go. I shovel coal with grim determination into a fire that never stops to breathe. Let Go by the Carousels from our um, What Is This Salty Discharge album. Run with my imagination. What Is This Salty Discharge sounds like it's some kind of filthy teenage boy reference, but it isn't at all. It's referring to a man's tears. But what is this salty discharge? <laughs> oh my God, you're crying. We thought that would be a good name for the album, and that's what we called it. Whether that held us back or not, we don't know. I gave you time to catch your the thing that sticks in my mind about Let Go is secretly at least three out of the four of us together all liked Let Go best. The opening line is, I shovel coal with grim determination into a fire that never stops to breathe. I shovel coal with grim determination into a fire that never stops to breathe. We love that song and I think it speaks volumes that you picked that song. Post-episode bonus, pick number two. Our second favorite song by The Carousels, released in November of 2021, the single is Soul Love. I was sitting on a train on my way to Hull. That's a city in the north of England. There's nothing in my arms but an empty space. I was sitting on a train and I made this beat um, and it was really big and fat. that I've lost that I can't replace. I just had that in my ears on a train going to Hull, looking at the scenery and the Humber Bridge. Hey, hey, 
And I gave that to uh, Neil. I'm scraping that the grit from an open And Neil just had that beat and nothing else, and he put some music to this it. This is what I do. Then Julian had a, a verse and a chorus to it. I'd meanwhile wrote a bass line without anybody around, and we put the bass line to it together. It just came together really, really quickly. I'll say one thing about Soul Love. That beat kicks in and goes all the way through it and drives all the way through it. But Julian, with his little sprinkling of magic, he interrupts that beat. It goes ding, 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 ding. I'll tell you what it is. It's a bit of Julian Lancaster magic. That's what it is. That's a snippet of Soul Love. Derringer Discoveries post-episode bonus, our number one pick. I remember Neil being left to his own devices for a while. He lived in a flat in Doncaster and everything was locked down and he was, you know, basically he was just locked in there. He just brought about this piece of music. As soon as Julian's low vocal comes in, so worryingly thin, deliciously grim. So worryingly thin, deliciously grim. I'm probably Julian's biggest fan, aren't I? Tears in her eyes, confess to me why she gets undressed in the dark. Tears in her eyes, confess to me why she gets undressed in the dark. I try and make videos for the band. And the colours all flow from silver to gold. Just today, I completed a strange little quirky video for Morocco, which the band watched. We premiered it. Swallows wise, when trouble's in the air, they gather on the wise. Yes, they're waiting there for the westerly wind. Those birds on the wing with Morocco, Morocco in mind. And that's a snippet of Morocco. Derringer Discoveries, Turn Up Music Radio Top 25 Chart. Listeners, I am happy to report that for February 2022, Morocco is still on the Turn Up Music Radio Top 25. Where the colors all flow from silver to gold. Hello, this has been Neil Richards of the uh, Carousels over here in the uh, north of England. And I hope you go and listen to us with a little gem, a little miracle waiting to be discovered. Come and find us on Spotify, Apple Music. So it's Morocco, the Carousels, you'll find us. And the Carousels have a new strong single that just came out. And this single is called Mechanical. Drip, drop, tick and top. The sounds I feel the most. Listeners, that's a snippet of the Carousels' newest 2022 single called Mechanical. I am mechanical and will be mechanical forever. This brings us to the end of our post-episode bonus. And please visit us at DerringerDiscoveries.com. And to quote Laura, (laughs) (laughs) ta-da!